Okay, so the ANC is grappling with corruption. That is the bottom line. They can put it however they want to, but they know that it is the bane of their existence. It is the splinter in their big toe. And the question is how they deal with it, right? Are they going to keep squeezing this thing out with their fingers? Or are they going to use a, a tweezer to be a bit more effective? Well, we're going to see. Um, they've sent some suspension letters to a number of party members who are refusing to step aside. And this is the step aside resolution taken uh, in recent times where if you are facing corruption charges, you need to step aside. Mm. Now, what do these letters look like? And what happens if you get the letter and still refuse? Like <laughs> we've may or may not be likely to see. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, but ultimately, there are serious implications as far as the party's reputation and how we see them as a public. Political analyst Kolani Dube joins us now on the line. Kolani, good morning. Morning to you as well as to the listeners. So let's talk about the splinter um, that's bothering the party. Uh, so much has been said, Kolani, even by you know top you senior members about dealing with corruption and taking a stand, etc., when these letters get dished out to those members who are refusing to step aside, what is the essence of that letter? Look, uh, I think here we, we have to understand that it seems as if the ANC has failed to deal with the corruption. If I can take you back more, hmm. remember that the ANC had a term known as uh, uh, RTP of the soul, the new CADA, and so forth. And now they have this step aside. And when you look at this step aside, it seems as if it is kind of a skewed one now. Uh, it, it, it takes a form of factionalism. It's no longer about, to a certain extent, the, the true justice. Because if you have watched or you have listened to Lucky Montana or to the Zondo Commission, you can see that the whole institution ANC is not uh, immune from the from corruption, but is a collective effort of all the ANC members. And so one wonders how do ANC uh, start to say this one is more corrupt than the other? And so I think mm. that we are not going to really deal with the corruption the way we as citizens we want to see happening in the ANC because. Now, we are being given certain people as the face of the corruption in the end. This means that there are sacrificial lambs that are going to be slaughtered. Mm. 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 I mean, I I'm glad that you mentioned that point around how we as the public view them, mm. considering, you know, the, 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 the influence in, in politics that the ANC has on the governance of the country. In other words, it is important for the ANC to be seen to be taking action rather than talking about mm. taking action. Look, yes, it must be seen taking action in a just manner, not selectively, because mm. once they start to do that, we as the public, we are saying to ourselves, are they really doing it earnestly or are they still pushing their own factional wars? You know, because mm. how do you select certain people where you know very well that the whole institution, as I'm saying, Mm. And mm. on the other side, you know very well that the the public protector uh, have some findings about Dr. Lomo as well as uh, who's this guy, Figile uh, Mbalula. And so really, we as South Africans, we need to demand a blind justice. Mm. Mm.
Let's talk about um, the branches because I can imagine um, there's a lot that goes on there that is unseen and unheard of. Does this resolution cover that? And I mean, how forthcoming can we expect uh, the branches uh, that th- th- those structures to be about people who are um, currently embroiled in allegations? Look, you know, uh, post Nazareth, I think the issue of money in the ANC diluted the consciousness of the ANC members, you know. And so we need not to expect much. And the only person who can really dictate what is supposed to happen in the ANC, we've seen it in Nazareth, are those who own capital, you know. And so it depends how much you have. And then the more money you have, Mm. is the more influence you have in the ANC now. And so anyway, the souls of the ANC members is for sale. (laughs) Golani, we're going to leave it right there. And let's see what happens. And uh, I guess, uh, I think I'm deliberately also just um, leaving it right there because there's so many questions that uh, the public has put to the ANC. Some have not been answered. So people make and draw their own conclusions Mm. until we are proven otherwise. And that is the thing. Until we are proven otherwise, there'll always be a certain perception or a position taken about the way things are happening in the ruling party. Political analyst Kolani Dube there. And while we're at it, Mm. why don't you... Uh, send us your comments on our WhatsApp line, 071-585-6157. Do you think the ANC is dealing with corruption linked to its party members in a manner that works? Do you think what they're doing is working? Send us your voice notes. We'd love your opinion. For me, I don't think so. I mean, when you have some very senior members within the party and within government. And I think it was Mam Lindi Wessisulu who said she doesn't even know what must be done to deal with corruption. How can you say that? 